1: It can be argued that leadership is the most complex of all human endeavors. Today's guest, Jocko Willink, a retired U.S. Navy SEAL officer, teaches how to become an effective leader. He joins us today to discuss how we can understand the leadership game and win at it. Jocko was the leader of the most highly decorated special ops unit of the Iraq War. During his career, he was awarded the Silver Star, the Bronze Star, and numerous other personal and unit awards. In 2010, Jocko retired from the Navy and started a consulting firm that teaches combat leadership principles to help others build their own high-performance teams. Jocko is a New York Times best-selling author and host of Jocko Podcast. His new book is Leadership Strategy and Tactics. Welcome, Jocko. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me on, Joan.
1: So, Jocko, leadership impacts all areas of our life. When you receive SEAL training, what were you taught about being a leader?
0: Interestingly enough, when you go through initial SEAL training, you learn almost nothing about leadership. And what you are supposed to do as you move up through the ranks of the SEAL teams, you're supposed to learn your leadership skills from the other leaders around you. Now, if you have a good leader that you happen to be in a platoon with, this can be beneficial. If you have a bad leader that you're in a platoon with, this doesn't help you at all. And actually, what I spent the last few years in the SEAL teams doing was teaching leadership to the young SEALs and also putting it into doctrine so that everyone had the same sort of fundamental leadership principle baseline.
1: So what do you teach these SEALs? What does a strong leader look like?
0: Well, the, the things that I teach the SEALs initially are what I call the four laws of combat, which are cover and move, which is teamwork. It's working together as a team. When one part of a team is doing something, the other part of the team is helping them and supporting them. So cover and move is teamwork. Simple is the next law of combat, which is to keep things simple. If you let them get too complex, you're not going to be able to execute them. Then is, the next one is prioritize and execute. And what this is, you're gonna have multiple problems out on the battlefield, and they're all gonna happen at the same time, and if you try and solve all those problems at once, you won't be able to solve any of them. You'll solve none of them. So what you have to do is pick the biggest problem and focus your efforts on that until you get that problem solved, then you can move on to the next one, and so on down the line until all your problems are solved. And then the last law of combat is decentralized command, which means that on a team, everybody leads. And that's what you want. As a leader on a team, you want everybody to lead. And you might think that if I have a team of 10 people and everyone's leading, then they're all leading in different directions. And that's where it is key when you're using decentralized command that the overall leader makes sure that everybody on the team understands the mission, the goal, the end state, so that way the subordinates out there in the field can lead towards the common goal all in the same direction. So those are the first things that I teach the young SEAL leaders, and it goes from there, you know, the most important quality that I look for in a leader is that they're humble, because Mm -hmm. if a leader's not humble, they don't listen to anybody else, and when you don't listen to anybody else, you can't be coached, you can't be trained, you already think you know everything, and you will never improve, so these are some of the things that, that I taught the young SEALs, and these are actually the things that I've been teaching in the civilian sector now for the last 10 years.
1: What do you think is the biggest mistake people make do you think it's letting too much ego in
0: uh, ego is the root of many many problems and the first book that i wrote was called extreme ownership and the the underlying principle about that title is i'm not going to blame anybody else when something goes wrong i'm not going to blame anything else as a leader i'm going to take ownership of the problems and i'm going to fix them and the biggest mistake that i see with teams or leaders is instead of taking ownership when things go wrong they point their fingers they blame other people and what you end up with then is a bunch of people because joan if we did something and something went wrong and i point my finger at you and blamed you what would your natural reaction be
1: To, to get defensive
0: yes you'd get defensive and when you got defensive you would then point your finger at somebody else and what we'd end up with is a whole team where no one on the team is taking ownership of the problems and therefore the problems do not get solved so What we have to do and one of the biggest mistakes i see leaders make is that they don't take ownership of problems they blame other people or other things
1: do you think another problem is that people tend to micromanage
0: micromanagement is certainly a problem and again this comes from a little bit of ego uh in some cases because i think well you know joan i'm the one that runs everything so you need to check with me before you do anything right and it's it's a fuel to my ego because i think i'm in control when in reality all I'm doing is slowing down the process and I'm not developing you as a leader. So micromanagement is is an absolute problem. And, and then actually you can go too far in the other direction where you're so hands-off that nobody knows what they're actually supposed to be doing. So what you need to do as a leader is find a balance between being micromanager and being too hands-off. Neither one of those extremes is correct. You need to be somewhere in the middle.
1: Are there daily habits that strong leaders tend to have in common?
0: Daily habits, I think that people that end up in leadership positions definitely have some, you know, similar habits. I think that they like to find a good routine, and I think that they attack the things in their world that are the most important. So a leader doesn't shy away from the biggest problems. A leader doesn't shy away from a hard conversation, and I think if I was to say a common trait amongst good leaders is that not only they're humble, yes, absolutely, but on a daily basis they look at they don't shy away from from the biggest problems, they attack those things.
1: I can remember years ago when I was an editor of part of a, a magazine editorial team and I was promoted up to the executive editor, one of the most challenging things I experienced was working with the people that were once my friends, my colleagues on the same level. What would you recommend in order to make that transition easier?
0: Yeah, and I've got a, in in this newest book, Leadership Strategy and Tactics, I've got that exact scenario and explain some situations that I saw where that happened and I saw one individual do it well and the other individual not do it well. And so what you need to do when you get promoted from your peers, look, first of all, you have to elevate a little bit, right? You've been moved into a leadership position. And guess what that means? You're going to have to lead. So you have to look at what projects need to be done, you have to look at tasks that need to happen, and you come up with a plan, and you talk to the folks about how you're going to execute it, and then you lead that plan. That's, that's fine. Now, I'm not talking about elevating yourself on such a pedestal that now you're looking down at everyone saying, well, that's right, I've been promoted because I'm better than you, and now I don't have to do the hard work anymore. You all can. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about stepping up to take a leadership position, be a leader without without putting yourself up on a pedestal.
1: And when you get in that new position, uh, again, from personal experience, one of the challenges is learning how to be assertive without coming across as pushy or bossy. What do you teach in that area?
0: You know, the, the easiest thing to do when it comes to being assertive is let other people come up with plans. You know, if instead of me saying, hey, Joan, you know, we've got to get this task done, here's how I want you to do it and I want you to do it now, I say, hey, Joan, here's the task that we've got to get done. I trust you. I know you've been doing this for a while. Let me know how you want to get it done. And, and now it's you. It's on you. You've got ownership of it. You've got, you've got a stake in your future, and that makes people more apt to do a good job, to come up with a good plan, and to execute well.
1: If someone's in a situation, what you had just described earlier about a boss who wants all the credit and none of the blame, on the other side, not the leader, but the employee, what can that person do to survive in that type of an environment?
0: Oh, you know, when I've got a, a boss that wants all the credit, you, you want to know what I do? I give it to him. I give it to him. The only part of me that really wants that credit is my ego, and right. I'm not going to let my ego drive my relationship with my boss. Uh, guess what? My boss is my boss. I'm going to do a great job, and when my boss stands up and says, I want all the credit, I'm going to say, okay, great. Here you go. Here's the credit. Nicely done. What do you want me to do next? The the only thing that wants credit in a situation like that is our ego. And if you're worried about recognition, which is a little bit different, hey, I want the recognition that I got this job done. Look, you have to play the long game. Over time, that recognition recognition will absolutely come. People know that the boss isn't the one that's actually doing all the work. No, they know that the team is part of that. And if you're part of that team and you're looking out for the team, you're going to get recognized. Now, if every time something good happens, you're jumping up and down, waving your hand, saying, give me credit, give me credit, give me credit. Who wants that person on their team? Who wants to promote that person? No. Support the team. Support your boss. Keep your ego in check.
1: If you could sum up some of the most important leadership skills, what would they be?
0: You know, I, there's, there's one question that I get asked a lot, and that is, what should I do as a new leader? How, how can I perform well as a good leader? And in this new book, I've got a list of them, and I'll, I'll summarize them you know be humble don't act like you know everything because you don't listen treat people with respect take ownership of failures and mistakes pass credit for success up and down the chain of command work hard have integrity and when i talk about having integrity what i mean is do what you say and say what you do be balanced i already talked about you know you don't want to be on the extreme of anything be decisive when it comes time to make a decision make a decision build relationships and of course lastly as a leader you need to get the job done. That's what your job is, to accomplish the mission. So if you want to be a good leader, you've got to get the job done.
1: I know a few people that thought they were going to get a promotion, and they never did. And so what these people do now is spend all of their time complaining about their horrible lot in life. What would you recommend that person do? Instead of complaining, what can they do in order to move up?
0: Yeah, what I would do is do a self-assessment and see what I could have done better to so I could get promoted, and then I would actually talk to my my boss and say hey boss you know there was this promotion that just happened and and I know I didn't get it and I know that that must indicate that there's some things that I could do better and I was wondering if I could get some feedback so that I can do a better job so that the next time there's an opportunity to step up into a leadership role you can look at me and I'll be ready to support you know you in that position and then guess what when you do that you're gonna get feedback and some of that feedback might make you mad and you know, what you, you know what's getting mad? Your ego is getting mad. So put your ego in check, take the criticism, make adjustments, and keep performing well until you get the, do get the promotion you wanted. And I'll say something else. One of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're trying to get promoted is trying to get promoted. Their focus is on getting promoted instead of focusing on doing a good job, instead of focusing on supporting the team. And if that's where your focus is, people notice that and people notice that what you're doing is trying to get yourself promoted, and people don't want to work with people that are just looking out for themselves. So don't do that. Instead, support the team, support the mission, look out for your teammates, and eventually you will get promoted.
1: The book is Leadership Strategy and Tactics. Jocko, where can our listeners go to get more information about you and your work?
0: Well, I've written a bunch of books. I've written eight books, four of which are for adults and four of which are for kids. So any of those books is a good way to kind of read about me and the things that I think about. I'm on social media at at Jocko Willink, and I have a a podcast called Jocko Podcast, which is me talking about leadership really through the lens of human struggle.
1: And do you have a website?
0: Yeah, I have a leadership consulting company, and the website is echelonfront.com. And then I have a podcast website, which is jockopodcast.com.
1: And as always, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on the site, listen to podcasts on Demand, read our digital magazine, and be sure to sign up for our mailing list. Jocko, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for your service.
0: Well, it's an honor to serve, and thank you for having me on.
1: This is Conversations with Joan. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.